An injury that leads to severe bleeding must be treated right away. But sometimes emergency crews cannot get to a person who is severely bleeding in a timely manner. The Stop the Bleed campaign is a nationwide effort to better prepare members of the public to save lives. Julia Thompson is a Stop the Bleed instructor at Norton County Hospital and joins us today to talk about this training. From the plains of rural northwest Kansas to you, this is Health in the Heartland, presented by Norton County Hospital, where medical experts aim to empower health at any stage of life. I'm your host, Caitlin White. Julia, can you start us off here by explaining the history of the Stop the Bleed and why is it such an important program? Well, the Stop the Bleed program was developed by several organizations, one of the main ones being American College of Surgeons, Committee on Trauma, and they all recognized that there was a need in the community to train the public on how to control a bleeding emergency before first responders could arrive. This was more prominent after large mass shootings Mm. and people were dying before first responders were able to arrive. But it does give the public the knowledge and ability to save a life because bleeding emergencies can happen anywhere. Now, how did you bring this program to Norton, Kansas, and how many people have you trained to date? Well, back in 2017, I attended a regional trauma meeting, and there they had some instructors who taught us at the meeting how to teach the class, and so I signed up to become an instructor, and I've since then brought it to Norton County Hospital. Since then, We have trained just under 300 people over a dozen organizations within the county. Oh, my gosh. So walk us through a bit. What takes place in a Stop the Bleed training? Sure. So there's a small lecture component, and then there's hands-on practice. Initially, we kind of review through a PowerPoint what is considered a bleeding emergency, how to identify it, how to keep yourself safe when assisting someone, and then ways to intervene, which include pressure, packing, and tourniquet use. Now, what type of person should take a Stop the Bleed training? Honestly, this is for anyone. Gotcha. Yeah, high school students could be kiddos in 4-H, FFA, teachers, bus drivers, law enforcement, farmers are a big one out here, manufacturing, but really anyone. Now, the Stop the Bleed empowers people to take charge of a situation and help save a life, like you mentioned earlier. How is this similar to outcomes we expect from, say, a CPR training? Sure. It's been very well-known knowledge that CPR is taught to the public as well because research has shown that immediate intervention does save lives. The average time for an individual to bleed out is three to four minutes, and the average time for a first responder to arrive on scene is five to six minutes. And that time could be much longer in a rural area. So for those that have witnessed the event or are present shortly thereafter, having this knowledge have the ability to save lives by intervening very quickly. So say we are caught in a situation like this, what kind of equipment is needed? And what if we don't have that equipment available? What can we do to control bleeding? Sure. Throughout the program, they talk about ways to utilize equipment that's available, but sometimes it's not. So using literally the shirt off your back or whatever's in and around your area is totally appropriate. And we review how to use a rag or a cloth or a belt or a necktie as improvised items. Ideally, and in the dream world, every pickup, every tractor, every school would have multiple stop-the-bleed kits available to them. You know, you mentioned Norton is a rural area, and agriculture and manufacturing are such big, important industries around here. Any advice for those who work in those areas, and what should they have on site to help in case of an injury? 
my number one thing would be to take this class, Mm -hmm. um, to have that knowledge, to identify bleeding emergencies, and then having the knowledge of how to appropriately intervene. So taking this class would be my first recommendation. And then two, after taking the class, you can visit with me on how to even build your own Stop the Bleed kit. The program offers pre-built ones, but you can modify that in any way to accommodate your needs. But because we know there's such high-risk jobs, such as manufacturing and farming, and have the potential to have those bleeding emergencies, Mm -hmm. knowledge of this class would be most important. And finally, wrapping up here, how does someone sign up for a Stop the Bleed training in our area? And how often should they repeat this training to stay fresh? Sure. So there are two ways. If you live uh, within Norton County, you can always monitor the hospital's social media pages. We'll post current classes on there and our website. If you're not from the area, you can always go to bleedingcontrol.org and search for classes within your area. The class is totally free. It runs about an hour to an hour and a half. There are no refreshers required. It's unlike CPR where you recertify every two years, but a refresher does not hurt. And again, it's totally free. Great. Well, Julia, is there anything else you'd like to add about the Stop the Bleed training at Norton County? I would love to see new faces and to double the amount of people we have trained already. That would be great. Absolutely. Well, you heard Julia. To learn more about the Stop the Bleed, call Norton County Hospital at 785-877-3351. That's 785-877-3351. You can also learn more about Stop the Bleed at stopthebleed.org. Thanks for listening to Health in the Heartland. You can also find out more about Norton County Hospital online at ntcohosp.com. Again, that's N-T-C-O-H-O-S-P dot com. Take care of yourself and others. Be well.